Right, let's turn to the first part of today's uh, brunch, and that is trash talk. Now, beach cleanups and school programs are back with plastic-free seas after a lull during the COVID pandemic. Dana Winograd updates us with what they're finding on the beach and how beach cleanups changes the behaviour of participants' use of single-use plastics. Hey, Trash Talk listeners, today we have a special guest. Dana Winograd of Plastic Free Seas has been our partner for this show since its beginning and has been a wonderful source of inspiration for many of the topics that we've covered over the last few years. So we're going to talk about beach cleanups today and all the many other projects that Plastic Free Seas is up to this year. Welcome back to the show, Dana. Thank you very much for having me again. Or should I say partner? Yes. <laughs> Always great to speak with you. <laughs> All right, partner. Um, the over... <laughs> so, so let's just get an overview of beach cleanups over the last few years, you know, during COVID and now, um, how things might have changed. Right. Well, you know, um, we tend to do a lot of beach cleanups. It's not our focus, of course, but um, just it's the nature of the business. We we do do a lot of beach cleanups. And pre-COVID, we were up around 70 beach cleanups a year between corporate and community and, and schools. But as soon as COVID hit that, you know, 2020, really, it totally tapered off. And we, we only did about 30 or so beach cleanups. 21, um, you remember we had that lull where things seemed to, to be looking up a bit and all the corporates were like, let's get out and do some team building. Let's get out on the beaches, take some action. So we went up a, a wee bit, um, but it wasn't really until this year now that we've that, that it's still continuing to climb, but we're nowhere near our old levels. That said, the the latter half of this year has been full on now that, you know, we're seeing kind of the tail end of COVID. Oh, that's great news, right? Yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, almost too much. We've had to turn away many, many groups, school groups, corporate groups, even community groups. We just don't have enough time to take on all these groups. We do, of course, have instructions, very detailed instructions on how people can do beach cleanups on their own on our website. And that is where we guide people to when we're unable to support them. Okay. And when you do a beach cleanup, I know you don't just, you know, walk out onto the beach and start cleaning up. It's a kind of a comprehensive overview of the beach. Maybe you could just describe that a little bit. Yeah, well, so unlike other organizations that maybe are really, um, say, a beach cleanup service provider, or they're really just taking people out for that beach cleanup um, experience, we look at it in a in a more educational uh, way. So we will not do a beach cleanup with a school or a corporate group unless we have first a talk about the problem so that they understand what the problem is both globally and locally and also get a good grasp of of what they can do to help solve this problem and really make a difference so we always have an in school in class or you know in office session before we take people out to the beach and we found over the years that this has really made a big impact on behavior change because they they understand that it's not the beach cleanup in and of itself is not what's going to solve the problem it's the behavior change so they learn about the problem they see it then for themselves they take a bit of action and then 
the idea is they go away and make changes in their own life and start, you know, using single-use plastic a lot less. Isn't that great? And, and you actually really see that happen? We do. I mean, we, a lot of groups we see year on year um sometimes and we'll you know we'll get some of the same people in one company and, and then a whole bunch of new ones but we often hear from people oh yeah i actually this guy just told me he stopped using straws and i think it was takeaway containers the previous year and then this year we had a, a huge focus on on beverage bottles and after seeing all the beverage bottles he said that's it we are getting um a filter, a Brita filter, just because, you know, we're not so fond of the taste, he said. Uh, so he, you know, they're in their family, they make, they make changes and we've seen it in corporates as well, you know, making sure that there's, there is water refill stations uh, for the staff and encouraging them to use reusables and taking away the, you know, adding in reusable cutlery and, and plates and cups and things in their canteens. So we definitely see changes happen Oh, that's so, anyway, that's the reason you do it, right? It's very Exactly. Exciting. Without that, yeah. it, um, yeah, it would hard to, to keep going on because, you know, as people always ask me, how can you keep doing this day after day when, you know, the, the rubbish keeps coming in? And I always say, well, A, I know that what we remove from the beach will either get recycled or end up in the landfill and out of the marine environment, but it's not so much about that. It's about those changes that we, we do feel we're making with people's behavior, and that's what really makes the difference. Okay, and so back to what you are picking up on the beaches. What have you found that's different like during co over the last few years, I guess? Well, of course, we found the masks, which we would have never found before. So the most masks we found are 135. Interestingly enough, though, um, the number of masks per cleanup have tapered off. But I think that's because there are more beach cleanups happening. <laughs> so, you know, in the beginning there, back in 2020, nobody was doing beach cleanups. So, of course, when we got to a beach, it hadn't been cleaned in ages. So we found a lot of masks, but now we're getting back more to, you know, normal levels. And even, I mean, sometimes it's hard to find a beach that's easy to access and needs cleaning around now because so many people are out there cleaning beaches so that the actual volume on a particular beach cleanup might not necessarily be as, as high seeming. Um, but we, when we, of course, we found the the rapid antigen test kits on the beach, which was oh, a shame. God. But we're still finding all the same culprits, all the same um, bottles and packaging, soft packaging, uh, food containers, all that kind of stuff. We still find. Interestingly, though, in early spring or, or late spring this year, after the big rains that we had here in Hong Kong and in China, there was a lot of flooding in China. Now, we do a lot of bottle analysis to see where the bottles are coming from, whether they're coming uh, from another country like Vietnam or Singapore, whether they're coming from the mainland or coming from Hong Kong. And most of the time, the majority of the bottles almost all the time, I'll say, most of the bottles are coming from Hong Kong with Hong Kong brands. But during that time of heavy rains and flooding in China, we did see a huge increase actually in the number of bottles that had brands from the mainland. And we also saw a lot of packaging coming from the mainland. We saw a lot of stuff that was, that just indicated that it came from the flooding. Um, but that quickly tapered off. So, and we're back to, to normal levels, which are, you know, predominantly Hong Kong brands.
Huh. That's super interesting, right? Well, as you're, you're yes. talking, you're ticking through like what you see in the you're like, what do you do with the data? Do you, do you send it to the government? Do you, um, what happens? Well, to we the use data? the data for a, for ourself, um, to keep just to monitor what we're getting. We also share some of our data with, um, Hong Kong university, uh, professor Christelle Knott. We, we try and work with her. So when we're able to, do certain types of data collection, we'll share it with her and we can also share with the government. Okay. Yeah. Cause every beach cleanup, right. You can download a form or the, they have yes. forms in the EPD where you can do that. Yeah. And they encourage various data collection um, activities, but we, at the moment, we're actually encouraging people if they do want to do a data collection to, to do this information, you know, to collect data that can be fed then into a Hong Kong university okay, so that we have um, standardized collections. You know, if some people are doing one that's kind of the government has and some people are doing one that Hong Kong cleanup has and other, then you get a lot of data, but it's not always so comparable. Right, because you you have to describe what you're picking up, right? And yeah, uh, and some things may be that. focusing only on certain things, and how they're categorized, they may be slightly different. So it is best to kind of stick to to one sort of data collection protocol. Hmm. All right. Well, we know that Plastic Free Seas doesn't just do beach cleanup. So what else have you guys been up to? Well, of course, our main focus, as always, has been uh, getting to students in schools and, and working with them. So whether that's coming into their school or it used to be on Zoom for the past few years and doing talks, both in English and Cantonese, uh, that also cut down a little bit during COVID, especially the first year um, when people were just coming to grips with uh, how to use Zoom and that sort of thing. So we were down about, I'd say, 60% or so. Um, but that's come right back up now. And and we've surpassed our kind of two 2019 numbers for talks, which is amazing. We're really very happy about that. <laughs> and um, of course, we work with students on their school projects and make sure that they uh, you know, can take action within their schools or within their communities, which is really important. We work with various clubs, the Hong Kong Yacht Club, the VRC, so, um, and engage them and their members on reduction policies as well. So lots of things going on. Yeah. Well, I, I, you've always been great champions of the students and I think that's really great. And it, and it seems as though the schools are, are really, you know, taking an active stance on this with their cafeterias, et cetera, or a leading stance. Do you, do you see that as well? Well, we, they were COVID caused a lot of backwards momentum on that, unfortunately, across the entire food and beverage industry, schools included. So we're back kind of, I wouldn't say to square one, but we did lose a bit of ground and we're focusing on that. But things like the, you know, right now there's a government pilot in seven of the universities on a reusable container program, which is absolutely amazing. Um, you've got Food Panda doing a pilot on a reusable container program as well. So we're, of course, trying to promote all of those things with all the talks that we do because, you know, not everybody always knows about them. 
Okay. So we like to think that we are a good source of information that we can share all this information as well as do the things that we do. Source of information. I can tell you that partner. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Hey, so um, if then you guys have an incredible website and of course the trash talk shows are on there as well, but it, as a resource trash talkers, you should definitely check out the Plastic Free Seas website because you've listed a lot of how to recycle this, how to reduce that, right? Yes. So we try to. And of course, if anybody ever has any questions, they're always able to reach us either through any of the social media channels or through the contact us on our website. And we have managed to, you know, put companies in touch with the right recyclers, talk to them about potential ways that they can actually reduce. You know, we can't go as far as actually consulting with companies, but a lot of times it's just an easy question that they didn't really see the answer to and and we can easily help them. Oh, that's really great. All right. Well, Dana, thanks so much for chatting with us today. Dana Winograd of Plastic Free Seas. Keep up the great work. Thank you very much. I just wanted to say one last thing to people. You know, you don't, it doesn't, you don't have to join an organized beach cleanup. You can go down A to any beach with a pair of gloves and a, some bag you, you know, have in your house and collect some rubbish, put it in a rubbish bin, or even you don't even have to go to the beach. You can go to any street around you, pick up a bit of rubbish. That rubbish is probably destined for the sea anyway. So just picking up something on your own is going to make a difference. Really great words. Thank you, Dana. (laughs) Thanks. Thanks for having me again, Marcy. Always a pleasure. You can find all the Trash Talk episodes on iTunes and the RTHK On The Go app. Thanks to our partners, Plastic Free Seas, If you like what you hear, I also host the Sustainable Asia podcast on iTunes, Spotify, and YouTube for a more in-depth look at sustainability issues here in Asia. Cheers once again to Marcy for another great episode of Trash Talk. You see tonight.